G'day humans, Chris Funder here with Proteus Alex for another edition of Wrestling Old Style, this time talking a top 10 Thunderstorm. Alex, you got your views this month, so what did you choose? Uh, I chose something near and dear to my heart. I chose uh, top 10 WCW themes of the Nitro era. So strictly like WCW themes between 95 to 2001. Um yeah, this is like just kind of the soundtrack of my childhood, basically. Oh, wow. Yes, you are quite the uh, WCW fan. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to just preface things like I heard like DDP's theme song before I ever even heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> terrible, terrible man. So like... As a kid, I remember like turning on the radio once and hearing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and being like, "That sounds like DDP's theme song. What's up with that? <laughs> Why are they ripping off DDP's theme song?" Oh man, um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of themes that can't be played on the network from both there and ECW. Yes, exactly. Um, but I suppose we can talk about some that we can play. Uh, who's going first this round? Uh, I can go first if you want. Yeah, sure, why not? Because I'm kicking things off with my number 10. I don't think he's going to make too many top 10 lists. His buff, his the stuff, and the girls can't get enough. Buff Bagwell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This theme song was like WCW's answer to Shawn Michaels' sexy boy. But he's totally buff. Exactly. I loved this theme song as a kid. Buffy, buff is the stuff. Buff daddy. Um, like him coming out, like people tend to forget, like this dude was a star in WCW at a certain point. Like I'm not saying he was the entire time, but like he would come out, he'd have his outrageous top hat on, and have a picture of his face like painted on top of it. He'd take his top hat off, and he'd just stare at his face on the top hat. And look back and forth and be like, hey, that's me! Staring at the camera. Oh, man. His gimmick was just so outrageous. Like, I used to love doing the Buff Bagwell strut into the pose. Like, and the Blockbuster was a badass finisher back then. Like, yeah. And, like, that episode of WWF Raw where Vince McMahon had... Well, the simulcast episode with the last episode of Nitro. Vince McMahon gets in the ring at Raw and, like, surveys the crowd, like, oh, who from WCW do you want to see in the WWF? And he says all these huge names, and at one point he says Buff Bagwell. And it got, like, one of the biggest reactions out of all the names he said. Names that included, like, Hulk Hogan, Sting, Goldberg... Like, and Buff Bagwell got one of the biggest reactions. And how'd that go for Buff? 
Not very well. <laughs> yeah, sadly, but um, yeah, sort of one of the uh, the big players towards the end of WCW. Yeah, he'd go on to have a TNA run that fizzled out pretty quickly. Go on to have a reality TV run as a gigolo. <laughs> Uh, you got to do something to pay the bills, I guess. Exactly. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, from <laughs> the world of uh, reality TV, I stay there as I go to someone who's somehow a knife expert, Bill Goldberg. Wow. Already? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... How, how old were you when you realised this was a blatant Terminator-themed knockoff? <laughs> uh, let's see. The, the drums and then the synth coming in, the... Yeah, it's... It is Terminator. When did he come back to the bed? Uh, which Three, four time? years ago? Yeah, like, I think it was like 2016, 20, yeah, 2016. Okay, that. Yeah, came back around my birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. Here's some WCW for you. Oh, you want to see Goldberg again? Okay. Oh, here he is beating Brock Lesnar in like 10 seconds. Sweet. <laughs> To be fair, Brock did have it coming. But, yeah, um, now, at that time, like, Goldberg was refreshing. Like, that was awesome at that time. He hadn't worn out his welcome. I think, um, just for me, it is an iconic theme of WCW. However, I wasn't watching at the time he was really big, so I can't place it too high. Yeah, I might have, like, played you a hard, hard hand here. Because you weren't as much of a WCW boy. Yeah. Well, speaking of WCW boys, I think I chose two of your boys with my number nine. That being Rey Mysterio Jr. and Conan for their Bow Wow Wow theme. That's a good one too. I don't even have that in my honourables, but the Filthy Animals will get a mention. Because they had two themes. <laughs> oh wow. But um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, sort of, shall we say, uh, inspired <laughs> themes from popular music. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay. Ooh, we've, we heard that phrase before. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, like that's kind of topical right now. Have you seen the news about this? No, but go ahead. Lil Bow Wow has been like calling out wrestlers on Twitter 
And now he's started training with Rikishi to wrestle. He wants to go to the WWE to wrestle. Nate Diaz? No, what's his name? Bad Kane? Bunny? No, no, Kane. Kane Velasquez. What about him? Didn't he, like, wrestle for a hot minute and then quit? Or got fired or released or something? Yeah, yeah, but, like... Man, like, these musicians, like Bad Bunny and Will Bow Wow, I guess, like... They can't do concerts at the moment, so they're looking for something else to fill in their time. I still don't get what Bad Bunny is, but okay. Yeah. Give me, give me Poppy. At least I understand what that is. I kind of do. <laughs> I, I, I would like it if, like, Poppy took a page out of the WCW handbook and, like, how Kiss had the Kiss Demon as a wrestler. Like, Poppy had her own wrestler that That's... just, like, did her gimmick. They do. Isn't it Io Shirai? No. It's, it's kind of her, but, like, but just did, like, the whole, like, innocent schoolgirl turns into demon thing. Oh, isn't that, um... That's oh, like, that's Ali. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Filthy animal, Mysterio, unmasked. What? Good decision, uh, Kevin Nash, apparently. That was Bishop. I thought it was Nash. Nash was the one that unmasked him in the match. He was in the match against Nash. Yeah. Um, Bischoff's idea was to unmask him. He's admitted that on his podcast because he thought Rey Mysterio was a very attractive man and thought he shouldn't be covering up his face. Um, he later has admitted that he regrets it because he's now seen what WWE has been able to do with Rey Mysterio wearing a mask and admits he probably missed out on millions of merchandising dollars would by you taking say, a mask off him. Would you say millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions of dollars? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I will say the filthy animals, I love them. I love them very much. Underrated time in WCW just before their complete crash. Yeah, sadly. Um, where do you go for number nine? Number nine, I go to a very iconic WCW theme. So iconic that it became a member of this team's WWE theme to this day, basically. So, speaking of Bad Bunny, Harlem Heat. Good choice. Yeah, I, I love this song. Um, like, they even did, like, TNA did, like, a rip-off of, of it, like, which was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I love this song. Like, this just reminds me of, like, a really great time in WCW. It reminds me of 96, 97, 98. 
where things were looking pretty good. Uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray, like one of my most favorite tag teams of all time. Still, still furious. I stuffed up my draft for Bugs and didn't get them immediately. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like just one of the best teams of all time. Uh, Booker T, like he has so much longevity with this tune. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's quite true there as well. Um, Hard done by not to get an honourable mention from myself, but um, what about your number eight, sir? My number eight. Uh, my number eight is another member of your roster. That's right. We're talking about J E double F J A double R E double T. Ha ha. The chosen one, Jeff Jarrett theme. <laughs> Now, um, this is like Jeff Jarrett's just jumped jump ship to WCW after leaving WWF for the last time, holding him up for money, dropping the title to China, all that sort of stuff. Um, and he gets this new theme, he gets this new gimmick of the chosen one, and he gets this new theme, and it is a blatant ripoff of Cowboy by Kid Rock. And this was another one of those songs where I heard this entrance music before I heard the song that it was ripping off. <laughs> and I I remember um the I went to the cinemas like as a kid and saw like I think it was Shanghai Noon with Jackie Chan. Oh, and what's there's that um, stupid Will Smith one with the spiders, and they're like on robots and stuff. Oh yeah, forgot about that one. I can't um, remember its name, but the song's in that as well. It's the point I'm trying oh, to make. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So there was a scene in Shanghai Noon, and I'm a kid, and like. I'm watching like 1999, 2000 WCW at this point in time and Shanghai Noon's on and there's this scene where they're doing all cowboy stuff and Kid Rock's Cowboy comes on and I just visibly just lose my shit in the cinema because I was like, that's Jeff Jarrett's theme song. (laughs) Horrible, horrible kid. (laughs) I suppose you could say, ain't he great? Ha ha! course he is. Don't piss him off, Slappy. Yes, the chosen one. I, I think Jeff Jarrett in WCW towards the end was actually great, so I'm one of the few people that thinks that. Oh, you're not alone. But I suppose from a 
Jeff Jarrett being the chosen one, we go to a thriller. Maybe a killer, if you will. Mike Awesome's killer theme. this than whatever the hell the dub disco <laughs> 70s guy theme is on the network that was so loud you can't hear his promo segment. Yes. Yeah, uh, that 70s guy does not get an honourable mention, nor does Mike Awesome for that matter. I'm sorry, Why, Yeah, he, he doesn't make the list for me. Um, my biggest problem with Mike Awesome and his theme music in WCW is that, like I've said before, I had like a tape of ECW from back in the day as a kid, and I had heard Mike Awesome's amazing ECW theme. So in comparison, it just didn't click for me, the WCW theme. But yeah, so maybe one day we'll do an ECW theme list, but that's just basically counting down popular songs from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, there's not really uh, anything too popular on there, is there? No. Um, I mean, too unique. No, like Mike Awesome's theme was like, and Sabu's theme, I think that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can't blame you. Mike Awesome in WCW, I've said it a million times. I loved Mike Awesome. Someone needs to put him into a Hall of Fame somewhere immediately before we do a supplemental draft for Fugs so I can actually draft him. Maybe. <laughs> but from there, I chose somebody who some might say deserved to be in the prime time. That being Elix Skipper with his prime time song. Prime time, baby. Prime time, baby. I built this house. This is my house. Y'all should know who built this house. Prime time, bitch. Prime time, bitch. Show me the green and watch me go. Prime time, kill. Prime time, kill. Y'all should know who built this house. Prime time, bitch. Prime time, bitch. Show me the green and watch me go. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, I completely forgot about him. But I popped so hard listening to that song, like when we went back and reviewed the stuff on from like 2000, wasn't it, in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Who built this house? Primetime did. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah, Elix Skipper, one of those guys that you sort of more so associate with TNA and you kind of forget how to run in WCW, but he had a really good run in WCW, actually, towards the very end. He was, like, kind of the crown jewel of the Cruiserweight division in its dying days. Yeah, did he ever get picked up by WWF? 
I think he had a short developmental run and then got released. Like, similar sort of deal with, like, AJ Styles, where AJ had a tryout for developmental after WCW closed, and they offered him a contract, and AJ, even though he already tried out, decided to knock it back. Fair enough, the workout the better for him. Definitely did. Otherwise, he would have been the next poor virtual. I wouldn't say that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, uh, I just, I just pitched them both swapping gimmicks. Like Paul Virtual is AJ Styles in 2021. Get ready to fight. <laughs> Come down with pirate ship, right? <laughs> with Omos. Oh man. Um, yeah. So for your number seven, where did you go? I went to the Filthy Animals, just like you, except I went for their song, Psycho. the song they had uh, when they were just starting as the Filthy Animals and yeah they won tag titles with this song um, more so used by more so Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman as a tag team which as you could imagine Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman as a tag team just unbelievable I guess it's as a kid, like, there was two wrestlers. There was a wrestler at each promotion that I was just obsessed with as a kid because of the crazy stuff they did in the ring. It was Jeff Hardy and Billy Kidman. Like, they were the two, like, cool guys that you wanted to be when you grew up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am um, a really good choice there by yourself, Filthy Animals, but again, a, a, Tag team, um, was it Mysterio and Kidman, the final ever Cruiserweight tag champs? Yes, um, the Cruiserweight tag title sort of got introduced in late 2000, early 2001, and Kidman and Mysterio were the last champs. Um, I think they originally had really big plans for those tag titles, but yeah, unfortunately the company had to close. Isn't the, uh, the urban legend that Mysterio and Kidman actually still possess those titles? Apparently so, yes. Um, apparently Billy Kidman sold his to Conrad Thompson. Yeah, I don't understand that guy. <laughs> he buys all the ring-used belts ever. It's insane. This is very rich, I guess. Woo! Um, yeah, yeah, he is a... Uh connected to the Quay family. Exactly. Uh, so shall we move on to my number six? Yes, indeed, concert. What do you have for us? A song that I think was pretty hard done by to not be in my top three or my top five, to be honest. Yeah. Don't turn your back on them. You might wind up in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> 
the wolf pack. As a kid, I was just obsessed with, like, yeah, just don't turn your back on the wolf pack. You might end up in a body bag. Like, this was, the wolf pack was the coolest thing to me as a kid. Like, Sting finally joins the NWO and he's a wolf pack member. Like, as an adult, it makes absolutely no sense. But as a kid, it's like, if Sting's a part of it, it must be cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and like Kevin Nash was just like, yeah, no pun intended. He was like cool as hell as a kid, because he was just like this giant dude who spoke so well, and he like just had this arrogant sort of nonchalant, I don't give a crap sort of feel to him. And then you chuck Macho Man Randy Savage in there, and. And I'm a closet Lex Luger fan, and they threw him in there. Like, I loved Lex Luger as a kid because I thought the torture act was the coolest move ever. As an adult, it's like, oh, I guess it's kind of cool when he does it to a big guy, but it's kind of lame. <laughs> no offense, uh, Manabu Nakanishi. Um, oh, well, he has retired, so someone else does need to pick it up. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so I loved the wolf pack. You, you have any wolf pack memories? No, nothing from myself. Ah, oh, fair enough. So what yeah. about your number six, Chris? Yeah, um, something we were talking about recently. I went to the, the People's Champ in Diamond Dallas Page for his Nirvana-inspired theme. Um, I will keep my mouth shut as you talk about this theme because I will talk about it later. Yeah, I, I thought this was just like somebody like um, on like YouTube just mashing up themes and did a little bit more research and like, no, it's actually a legitimate theme he had at the time. Yeah, there's literally one chord change. So, so the... There's four chords in the main Nirvana riff. Fourth chord gets moved to the third chord, and the third chord gets moved into the fourth chord, and that's what changes 
that's what the difference is with DDP and Nirvana's thing. Ah. So there's my little musical knowledge tidbit there for you, humans. Yes, well, Alex is the musician. He would know. I have, I have the guitar, at least. That might not make me a musician. I'm the Elias of this podcast. You're more, you're more light than Elias. Oh, thanks, guys. Who wants to walk with Fruity? <laughs> well, we can't walk anywhere at the moment. No, no. Um, so, what number are we up to? I just lost count. You yes, just we did just six. did number six, so we go on to my number five. From Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ooh. Lance Storm. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Yes. Not a fan? No, no, that's good. I thought you were going to say Bret Hart's WCW thing. And I was going to be like, oh, maybe. Oh, I see what this is. This is an anti-Canadian tournament right here. How no, Lance, Lance Storm's WCW theme is a banger. I honestly just forgot to put him on my honourables. How can you not enjoy the man who held three titles and was challenging for the world title the same night? Exactly. He had the biggest push when he came in. Like, man, if Lance Storm in his prime showed up today, that's a world champion. Oh, speaking of which, I think he actually got released from WWE because he's back doing um, Wrestling Observer... Figure four weekly podcast. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got released in the pandemic releases there. I thought he was just furloughed for a while because he didn't go straight back to that. Do you think he would be a good fit in AEW as a backstage coach if he could get oh, yeah. from Canada to Florida? Yeah, he'd probably be the best possible pickup they could get in terms of being a coach. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking too. I'm thinking he could do that and then he could still keep his podcast on the side and his wrestling school. Yeah, exactly. That'd be really a really good fit for him. And, you know, like his connection to Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho has a fair bit of stroke around uh, AEW. Yeah, I could see it happening at some point, to be honest. Wasn't there a rumour going around for ages that Jericho wanted his last match to be against Lance? Yeah, that that would be really cool, though. I'm pretty sure his first match was against Lance. Yeah, and wasn't Lance's last match against Jericho? Yes. His last match was One Night Stand. Well, he did do a few indie matches after that, but his last, like, televised match was against Jericho. Yeah. Uh, where do you go, sir, for number five? 
Number five is a theme that you completely undersold. It is Goldberg's theme. I was a Goldberg kid. I didn't. Uh, I didn't care about long technical matches. I just saw this dude, all jacked up, angry, fired up, cool entrance with pyro, cool music, come out and just kill dudes in a couple of minutes. Man, I love that. Yeah. Too bad he was too much of a Dwayne Gill ripoff. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I have to. But um, no, no, fair point, fair point. It's just, I'm not a fan of the man, and the fact up until last year he was still headbutting doors and lockers on his way to the ring, getting concussed in matches. Yeah, no. And let's let's not forget that I don't know if you even put two and two together. Uh, you're a massive Bret Hart fan. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know what he did. Exactly. Uh, Goldberg basically ended Bret Hart's in-ring career. <laughs> Whether it's a subconscious thing or not, I kind of get where you're coming from. I'm, I'm a Goldberg fan, and I'm furious at Goldberg about that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Goldberg. He's a very controversial figure in wrestling, especially in 2021. But yeah, this theme is iconic. The entrance is iconic. Jeez, WCW wouldn't have maintained their stranglehold on the ratings for 83 weeks if it wasn't for Goldberg, because by the end of Starcade 97, like a couple of weeks after that, WWF should have started beating them. But they didn't because Goldberg was just starting to fire up and Goldberg kept the lead for WCW. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I think they sort of shot themselves in the foot towards the end of the streak by just adding beatdowns <laughs> and house show and random numbers to the streak. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a need to just make up the numbers. Like, like if you just said like, oh yeah, like you know, Thunder and Nitro, that makes him two and zero. Then, you know, just make it so he's only adding a couple a week. Then you can sort of elongate his push. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah oh, man, um, poor booking, but great entrance, great thing. Exactly. Uh, you're number four, sir. Uh, now we're getting into the nitty gritty of it all and my well including Goldberg's theme as well my top five's completely interchangeable depending on my mood to be honest so at number four for me it's the theme song of the NWO <laughs> 
I did not expect that to fight that low for you. Yeah, like I said, like this could easily be number one for me. Like it's just so interchangeable. But after much deliberation, um, I decided there was three more songs that meant a little bit more in my heart of hearts and in my fandom than than this song. Just yeah. So this song is just absolutely iconic. Like. Man, you would hear this song like five, six, seven times each episode of Nitro in 97. Yeah, indeed. Um, I think I'm going to mention it later, so I'll talk about it more then. But I agree with you, it is an iconic theme of uh, WCW Nitro. Yeah, like if a song is created in WCW and it still carries over to when they jump ship to the WWE, that tells you how over the theme music is. I said that about Booker T's theme and I say that about this theme. Yeah, that's that's completely true. Goldberg's theme, well, by the way, yeah. Yeah, the second time around in the third, not the uh, the first time. Not the first time, no. Ah, Yeah, so from there we go on to number four for myself. A man who quite enjoys giving out four out of tens. Oof. It is. The excellence of execution, the hitman Bret Hart for his first WCW theme. first one yeah his third one would have been my pick but yes um i, I get your choice i was ex- i was expecting you to pick him that's why i was trolling you earlier do you get the reference i'm making with the number the four out of ten yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah triple h four out of ten seth Rollins, four out of ten <laughs> uh, it's just like yeah Brett's here and he's just like I uh, can't be asked. I will say geez that that man got bitter after wrestling <laughs> Brett yeah uh, yeah there's a lot of stuff to go into there we don't have time <laughs> oh big time yeah yeah but um yeah for what he could have done in that company and what ended up happening sad but he did have a big impact there the first few months how do you bring him into Starcade a month after the Montreal Screwjob and either A not have him in a match or B have him in the Larry Zabisco match like why was he in that if he just showed up like how he does in the main event at Starcade, and that's his first appearance, that would have been huge. But because he already showed up earlier in the night as a special guest ref for Eric Bischoff versus Larry Zabisco, <laughs> you dropped the ball, mate. Yeah, they did a little, didn't they? 
Big time. Um, I suppose my I've only got two honourable mentions here. So the first being free count. Oh yes, that's a good one. Get up on your feet. Put your hands together. Sing along with three count. You might be familiar with the group. It was the um the group of like six or seven guys during that Nitro and Thunder from Brisbane and Sydney were reviewed. Natural Born Thrillers? Yes, the one who um, Nash was affiliated with. Yeah, the Natural Born Thrillers. As well as Steiner. Yes. And that's... He kind of carried his theme over, even though it's basically just a siren with a beat. Yeah, you can't copyright it. No, he technically had it like through like multiple promotions. TNA, WWE, WCW, Japan for a little bit. Japan? Yeah, he had like this weird Japan run in like 01 or... Yeah, like... After WCW shut down, him and Macho Man showed up in Japan at one point. Fair enough. Yeah, so... I while they were waiting for their American contracts to end. Yeah, there's like Macho Man versus Rick Steiner in 2001 in the Tokyo Dome on a January 4th, I think it was. <laughs> Just insane. Uh, madness. Final honourable mention is the Nitro theme itself, the first edition Nitro theme. Yes, and we will continue with my honourable mentions that is also involving the Nitro themes. The Nitro theme, yeah. It's a huge part of me, <laughs> to be honest. That theme, that intro, that video, it's fantastic. My other honourable mentions. Hey, do you like Pearl Jam? Well, Chris Jericho's theme. The complete Pearl Jam even flow knockoff theme. I love it. And it represents a time in Jericho's career where he was just incredible. Eric Bischoff's theme. Loved that one too. That was another one you would hear probably three or four times every Nitro. I can't talk about WCW without mentioning this man. The master and the ruler of the world, Sid Vicious. He had an absolute banger of a theme. Uh, kind of similar to Sabu's theme, weirdly, like with the bass and the drum beat at the start, but yeah. To Sabu, that's a bit of an odd reference, but okay. Yeah, yeah, the bass, 
the bass and the drum beat at the start is very similar to the very start of Sabu's theme. Speaking of odd references, Scotty Riggs and Marcus Alexander Bagwell, the American males. Yes. They need a mention on this list. Whether I think the song's good or not, it needs to be played on this episode. So I am going to keep talking so this music can continue to play. Really? Do you because mean the theme of American Males? Yes. This song needs to be heard by our humans, the American Males, the American Males, the American Males. I love this song. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's certainly uh, unique. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's a meme at this point, kind of, but it's fantastic. <laughs> Ha-ha. American males 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 American Uh, my next honourable mention, Disco Inferno. <laughs> you got Disco Fever, Chris? A little. Uh, oh, yeah. Disco Fever, baby. Um, uh, I love this song. This just reminds me of all the classic undercard matches of my youth. <laughs> I don't uh, like you, duck. Huh? <laughs> I don't like you, Doc. Ha! My second last honorable mention, uh, like I, I said earlier, one of my favorites at this time. I loved his finisher at the time, the total package, Lex Luger. I'll never forget that episode of Nitro that he beat Hulk Hogan for the title. Just iconic stuff. Him and the giant popping champagne, celebrating in the ring, wiping the NWO spray paint off the title. So good. Then he lost it like four days later. <laughs> it was good while it lasted. <laughs> it was good while it lasted. And not to mention that like my mum always called me Lex instead of Alex. So like I had this connection with Lex Luger. <laughs> and my final one is the Macho Man's theme, What Up March, from 1999, the most underrated era of the Macho Man. Wow. 
Yeah, this like is a weird one. Yeah, this is like macho, like backwards leather paddy cap, like mesh shirts, fluffy pink jackets coming out. Uh, I'm just being an atrocious heel. Yeah, I, I love this era. Like, he main evented a WCW pay per view against Dennis Rodman, though, which wasn't great. <laughs> you leave the worm alone. Oh, I love the worm. Should be a WWE Hall of Famer. I legitimately mean that, though. <laughs> he should um, be. Yeah, did more than some of the others in the celebrity wing. With that being said, where do you go for number three? My number three is, like I said, these are all interchangeable, but I, I made a decision. This is another iconic theme of my childhood. Sting's Crow theme. This one is just, it's epic, like, so good. WWE made the the first of many bad moves with Sting by not using this theme song when Sting came in. That was such a dumb move. Yeah, that completely was. Yeah, they, like they, they used it in the video game. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they had the rights to it. So, and they, they just had, chose not to. They had that awesome 2K video with the orchestra, and as the music picks up, you all of a sudden see the orchestra, and they're all face-painted, and you're like, oh, shit, it's Sting. Yeah, it's insane. That video, oh, I remember screaming at my television. <laughs> just like getting so excited because I thought it was a legit vignette <laughs> and that Sting was actually turning up to Raw and I didn't realise it was a video game commercial back when <laughs> 2K made half decent wrestling video games yeah 2K20 yeah. where uh, what's it? name you're stuck with Dak it for two years and it, and it barely works Dakota Kai sort of 
half duck waddles around the ring and Ronda Rousey glitches out trying to climb through the ropes and yeah. have fun. Yeah. It's not as glitchy as it used to be, but it's still not great. I'm not um, paying full price for a game that's, quote, not as glitchy as it used to be. Yeah, exactly. I think you can get it for like 20 bucks now, so you're alright. Or I can <laughs> get a game that works fine for 20 bucks. Exactly. Without any glitches. <laughs> what about your number three, Chris? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Poor Sting. But I suppose <laughs> I may talk about him soon, but not quite yet. As I chose somebody who sort of was all over Nitro <laughs> in a lot of ways, including on the final Nitro, I chose Ric Flair. Woo! I guess that his theme is it's definitely eligible i'm not going to argue it's eligible eligibility but i just didn't include it on either my honorable mentions or my top 10 just because i can i just hear that theme and i think of like either wwe rick flair or like late 80s rick flair i'm not arguing that your choice I'm not saying your choice is wrong. Your choice is absolutely correct. But yeah, th that's my reasoning for not picking him. Yeah, I suppose. Then couldn't you also argue someone like um, Chris Jericho's inspired Pearl Jam theme couldn't be eligible or something like a Macho Man theme? Well, Macho Man's theme isn't his uh, usual sort of theme. That's why I picked that one. And Chris Jericho's theme is, yeah, he only used it during the Nitro era. But Ric Flair's theme is a fantastic choice, though. It is yeah. absolutely iconic to WCW. Yeah, I suppose he is one of the icons of WCW. And going from there, I go to my number two, which is the icon themselves, Sting.
absolutely brilliant choice. <laughs> like that this theme is just Yeah. Hits me in the feels. Heart and soul WCW type theme. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you've already listed over enough. I sort of touched on a lot of points there when you were talking about, but yeah, WWE, you have the rights to this. Nah, let's give him this piece of music instead. It's a, and oh, the theme God. they gave him like sounds like the soundtrack to like a C grade like Halloween movie. It's so bad. I know it's terrible. Oh man. Um, but yourself, Alex, your top two. Where do you go for number two? Number two is a theme you've already touched on. Yo, it's him. It's him. It's Diamond Dallas Page. Self-high-five. expect that to rank that highly for you this dude in 97 98 was the coolest dude in the world to me like hidden diamond cutters wearing the rock and the blue jeans with the taped ribs all the time he wore rib tape for so long you you completely forgot why his ribs were injured in the first place um this theme song was so cool, like, it was, it, it was Nirvana, but, like, it just fit his gimmick so well, and, like, him coming out with his entrance, the diamond cutter pose on the stage, all the pyro going off, or sometimes he'd come out through the crowd because he's the people's champ, like, yeah, Danny P was the man. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you, it is. Very Nirvana-esque. Yes. But that's not a bad thing because it's a bloody good Nirvana song. <laughs> um, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> depending on who you want to talk about with uh, copyright lawyers and such. <laughs> yes, exactly. But where do you go for number one? Number one. I'll go... For Hollywood Hulk Hogan's Voodoo Child theme song by Jimi Hendrix. theme of WCW Nitro from 96 to 97 
in my opinion. This was the top dog in the entire wrestling world at this time, and he had such a cool tune to go along with it. Like, them getting the rights to Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child. So good. Yeah. Uh, like, they got the licenses to a lot of awesome songs, especially in 1999. Like, Goldberg got a Megadeth theme song. Sting got his got his uh, Metallica song, which were pretty cool. But, like, nothing beat Voodoo Child. Like, this is so awesome, man. I suppose because I didn't sort of think of this as a um, an individual theme, and I put my number one as a uh, as a group theme, but I chose the same man, but I chose NWO Hollywood, the uh, sort of NWO original theme, if you will. <laughs> perfect choice too because when I'm thinking of the Nitro era that yeah. is the first song that always comes to mind for me that that beautiful porno music get out <laughs> it, it how does dare like you that. offend this wholesome Christian server <laughs> I went in and wow, wow. <laughs> uh, so, but, um, you know, I was shaking my hips when I was singing that too. Very sensual, listeners. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Not, um, oh, what's his name? Jimmy, um, early raw. Mal Gigolo, Jimmy. Jimmy Del Rey. Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> oh my God, what a reference. No? <laughs> no, but what a reference. Wow. Wow, you scraped the bar- barrel for that one. Jeez. I'm not going to go and target poor old Buff or Valvinus, am I? <laughs> well, that's what I would have thought the first first pick would have been. Val or Buff Bagwell, but no, you've went to Jimmy Del Rey. But that's good because that keeps this conversation going, which means the NWO music is still playing, right? <laughs> I don't know. I might have spliced a bit of Jimmy Del Rey in there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I think just for myself, not growing up watching a lot of Nitro, especially once WWF took off, I was watching a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, this was fun to go back and look at some different things, listen to some different themes, but the NWO one's just always going to be the one that sticks out for me. Yeah, it's standing the test of time. Like, the reason why I am and about choosing Voodoo Child as my number one is because 
you don't hear it on the network. It's they don't have the rights to it on the network, and that's why I didn't pick like Goldberg's Megadeth theme or Metallica's or like Sting's Metallica theme in my honorable mentions because it's not going to stand the test of time because it's kind of wiped out of existence. But the NWO theme will live forever. Will live for life. <laughs> yes, I suppose it will. Um, yeah, I think other than Sting and Flair, which were my like two and three, I can't pick a true standout theme of Nitro like of the WCW Nitro era if I had to choose a fourth it'd be Goldberg yeah as a sort of top four yeah I feel ya I feel ya um I suppose that sort of brings a, an end to things we're not really sure where we're going next time yeah your choice next isn't it yeah but we have been talking about maybe doing something a little uh different than wrestling themes maybe uh, a wrestler's matches or matches around a championship or moves uh, <laughs> yeah moves or gimmick matches or something like that so something different yeah but still yeah. maybe some spicy spicy yeah exactly um this can sort of keep the top 10 sort of gimmick going but it just becomes a list show sort of in general a countdown show of sorts yes didn't that used to be a show countdown yeah no on the network oh they had that as well yeah they had wwe countdown which is like yeah top 10 blah blah blahs remember everyone loves top 10s remember when wwe announced that they'd signed jerry springer for the network Oh my god. That's still on the network. I I never watched it. I'm going to have to. Whatever happened there? Did they just go, oh, I guess this isn't doing anything. See you later. Yeah, they did a few episodes of it and I think they cancelled it because it kind of sucked. It was just Jerry Springer hosting like a series of like the most risque clips in WWE history and it was just like, oh, here's Jerry Springer Throwing to Mae Young, giving birth to a hand. It's pretty much all the stuff you've seen before, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the same old crap, you know? Yeah. Ah, well, I suppose with that being said, should we uh, wrap things up and uh, sign off? Yeah, let's do that. Um, Yeah, you can follow us at WrestleOzStar with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at FruityIsAlex on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStar with an AUS. I mixed that up for a change. <laughs> and you can find Chris at... At I am Chris Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you can listen back to the entire Wrestling All-Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iTunes if you use the RSS feed found in our link of the show notes. Yes. And don't click it. Just copy. Just hold it and click copy. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. But with that being said, 
nothing left to say now, but g'day and we'll speak to you next time. That was so sexy. Yes, Jimmy Del Rey, play us out. <laughs>